Dear friends in Christ, grace and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus the Christ. Amen. So it seems that every year around the 4th of July, I think about times that I've had the opportunity to visit our nation's capital in Washington, D.C., and see those great monuments to Lincoln, Jefferson, and Washington. Powerful sights, indeed. But as I spent time this week thinking about the political freedoms we enjoy in this nation and the call for greater justice and equality that many are crying for these days, my mind was brought to another symbol of freedom and liberty in our country, the Statue of Liberty. That great bronze statue in New York Harbor was a gift from France, one of our greatest allies in America's pursuit for freedom. The gift was given to commemorate the 100-year anniversary of our Declaration of Independence. And if you've never seen it in person, let me tell you, the Statue of Liberty is a sight to behold. It's over 300 feet tall, and boasts an incredible view, along with spectacular, almost lifelike features. But to me, what's really inspiring about Lady Liberty is the freedom for which she stands. In my opinion, Lady Liberty is the most enduring image of America and the freedoms that we enjoy. And those freedoms, and in fact the ideals of America, are captured in a poem entitled The New Colossus, written by Emma Lazarus and engraved in a plaque at the base of the Statue of Liberty. That poem reads, Not like the brazen giants of Greek fame, with conquering limbs astride from land to land. Here at our sea-washed sunset gates shall stand a mighty woman with a torch, whose flame is imprisoned lightning, and her name Mother of Exiles. From her beaconed hand glows worldwide welcome. Her mild eyes command the air-bridged harbor the Twin Cities frame. Keep ancient lands your storied pomp, cries she with silent lips. Give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses yearning to breathe free. The wretched refuse of your teeming shore. Send these, the homeless, tempest-tossed to me. I lift my lamp beside the golden door. Beautiful, inspiring words about who we are as a nation when we're at our best. Now, our country doesn't always perfectly represent those values of being less about conquering the globe and more about simply welcoming the humble immigrant into our borders. I think particularly when those immigrants come with strangely colored skin to us who are white or with little to no English skills These days we're seeing all kinds of unrest in our nation 
because we desire meaningful change around issues of, of race and color. Change to power structures that are not always willing to change. And so on this Independence Day and Independence Weekend, we pray for our nation that it would even more fully live into its ideals and values of liberty and justice for all. But friends, on this weekend, when we celebrate political freedom and liberty, I I want to speak about an even greater freedom, an even greater peace. Long before Lady Liberty was placed on her foundation, long before our founding fathers and founding mothers began this country, long before pilgrims' feet in Purple Mountain's majesty, our Lord Jesus Christ spoke of rest for the weary and freedom for the enslaved. In our gospel text today, Jesus is speaking to a crowd that had become overwhelmed. Overwhelmed because a a mighty occupying power, the Roman Empire, had complete power over their lives. And overwhelmed too by even their very own religion. Through a corrupted form of Judaism, these people were suggested to rites and rituals, rules and regulations, tormented by the teaching that they must jump through so many hoops to get to God. They were taught about a God of perfection who demanded the same perfection from them. And Jesus looked out at this crowd of overwhelmed people and had pity. And to these wearied, worrisome people, he said these words from Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 to 30. Come to me, all you that are weary and carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God. For these listeners of Jesus, religion and faith, their very lives had become a burden Right? Their relationship with the living God had become lifeless and void of joy. But our gracious Lord Jesus, God made flesh, drew near to them with a very different invitation. An invitation to experience the rest, the joy, the love of God. Jesus, gentle and humble, would completely redefine who God was for these people. And many followed him. Many came to him. Many trusted in him and were given rest that day as Jesus spoke and in the days, weeks, months, and years that followed as well. To know Christ is to know God as so much more than a a ruthless rule giver. To know Christ is to know the depth of God's mercy and love and confident in that love they found peace and rest. So what about you today? Are you weary? Are you worn out? Are you tired? Christ is speaking to you today, too. 
Maybe you're like the people in our Old Testament reading today from Zechariah, worn out from, from the punishment and consequences of their own mistakes and the mistakes of others. Ready, ready, so desperately ready for a new start in God. Maybe, maybe that's you today. Or perhaps you, you are like Paul in our reading from Romans today, overwhelmed by the, by the temptations of this life that you too often indulge in, even though you know it's not the way to go. Or you're simply caught in a system that makes it impossible to not be bound by sin. Perhaps you are worn and weary from this deepened awareness that that racial justice is a huge issue in our world, in our nation. Or maybe everything that comes with, with the coronavirus pandemic is overwhelming you. Perhaps you're tired from work or family life, a troubled marriage, a busy schedule, maybe even from the trappings of this holiday weekend. Perhaps illness or estrangement from loved ones is is beating you down today. Whatever the reason for your weariness, find rest in our Lord Jesus Christ. He comes to you today, not not with haughty, vengeful words. He comes not to say, I told you so, and to to shove your sin in your face. He comes with mercy, with power to forgive, with power to enable you to start over today and live anew. He comes with love and hope and rest. What does that peace and rest look like? Let me tell you a story of a time when someone eased my burdens. It's a Statue of Liberty story. In fact, my only memory of visiting that great statue as a child is of the spiral staircase that ascended from the floor below all the way up to that observation level in Lady Liberty's crown. I don't remember exactly how old I was. I suppose I was around eight or nine. And I was terrified. I remember looking down as we climbed and saw what felt like hundreds of feet between where I was and the floor below. And I remember turning back to my dad and telling him how scary it was. We're so high, Dad. I said, what, what, what if I fall? And I'll never forget what he said. Don't worry, he said. If you start to fall, just grab on to me. And we'll fall together. We'll fall together. But those words were of great comfort to me. My dad might as well have said to me, take my yoke upon you. Because in that moment, my dad was a bearer of Christ. A bearer of Christ's peace and rest. It was honestly one of the most profound things that anyone has ever said to me. 
He didn't assure me that I wasn't going to fall or that he could keep me from falling. But he did promise this, that we would experience whatever happened together. One of the reasons I think we feel these days an urge to return to in-person worship is that we desire to share Christ with one another like that, right? In deep and meaningful ways. Christian fellowship is a profound gift in that Christ is actually found as we share the supper together, as we mutually console one another, as we confess our shortcomings together, rejoice in Christ's resurrection together. Being together is a powerful way in which we become Christ to one another. A profound way in which we learn from Christ through each other. Experience Christ's rest, renewal, and new life through one another. And though we've been limping along quite capably, I would say, through these gatherings around the radio and and through YouTube, we desire something more. And that's why I'm so excited about this house church initiative that I talked about earlier in the service. Again, many of those finer details we'll be releasing this week, so stay tuned. But I want even now for you to think about how powerful it would be to have a small group of trusted friends and neighbors with whom you could gather at least once a month for safe, spirit-filled gatherings. Think of how Christ might show up in such gatherings as you pray together, confess your sins together, share forgiveness and new life with one another, discuss the core values of our faith together, share communion together, receive and share Christ together. Right? You could spend time dreaming about ways our world and community might be more just together. You could succeed together and fail together. How might your burdens be made lighter by encountering Christ in that way? How might another's burdens be made lighter because of your willingness to share Christ in that way? Would that new adventure require some courage on your part? Would it look differently than what we're used to? Indeed it would. But I'm equally convinced that if we embrace this new adventure, we will experience Christ's liberating, love-filled presence. People of Emmanuel, people of God, wearied from life, may your frailties and failures from your work in the world, from, from life itself, be taken from you, and may peace fill you instead. May Christ strengthen you to just take one more step in life's journey today to endure, to resist temptation, to get up from a spill, to wait a little longer, to breathe one more breath, to live one more day, to take a bold step forward in life, in faith, in your walk with Christ. And should you feel yourself falling, grab a hold of Christ. For when we fall, when we stumble, when we die with Christ, day after day. It's not an end, but a new beginning, right? For we not only die, but we rise with Christ 
day after day until our life is laid down one last time. And on that day, we shall get up one last time too. We will get up, dust off the troubles of this wearisome life and enter into God's kingdom, our eternal rest, freed from the fatigue, the chaos, the pain, the suffering and sin of this world. Who will rescue us from this life of death? Thanks be to God, through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.